everyone and welcome to The Juggle. We are so lucky to have Mandy Gonzalez, who is the beast of Broadway. As we all know, Mandy is starring currently in Hamilton on Broadway as Angelica. She was in the original cast of In the Heights. She's played Elphaba on Broadway. The list goes on and on and on and on. But I have Mandy here today because she is not only a superstar, she is a mom and she is an author. And we're gonna get into how she juggles all of that in her life. As a child, did you envision yourself as a mom or did you have any fantasies about, oh, when I get married or am I gonna, were you that kind of kid or were you not even thinking about it until, you know, adulthood? I've always loved kids. And um, so I never thought like, I'm gonna be a mom and this is what I'm gonna do. And like maybe some people do, but when the time was there, I just, that's all I wanted. And that's all I talked about. And, wow. you know, when I was ready to have my daughter, it was like, um, I think I talked about it for like three years with all of my friends that had kids and oh. what's it like? And, you know, and I didn't have a I lot of, that. yeah. And I didn't have a lot of friends, um, at that time who were in the business and that had kids. You know, I have um, my dear friend, uh, Andrea Burns, who during In the Heights, I got to see her, you know, be a mom and, and juggle, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, her son used to come backstage and hang out with us, oh, like off Broadway and then that. on Broadway. And so she was like a, a real inspiration for me as mm -hmm. far as like, uh, oh, you can do this. You can have a career and you can be a mom. and you know, yeah. you can juggle it all. And my friend also, my friend Priscilla Lopez, uh, was a big inspiration for me as, um, you can have the career, but you can, you can also have a life. <laughs> no, no, and my own mother, you know, who worked uh, throughout my life and did it all. You know, I, yeah. I always strive to be, um, I guess as good as her, she was just, She's just an awesome, awesome mom. Like, because she worked in the school district, she was able mm -hmm. to work uh, during the day and then be there when we got home. So it was like she did mm. breakfast, worked all day, came home, made dinner. Like, wow. she did it all, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's funny you say, like, those um, – other women who serve as role models or just an example of what can be done you know what I mean yeah. I have the same thing um, and I think it's cultural as well I think for certain cultures it's not typical for us to drop everything and disregard family for our career or for these kind of external things I think for certain cultures family is number one like family is very important and so for yeah. For those of us who are ambitious and have other things that we need and want to do, it's still with that thought of family in mind, you know, whether it's right. mom and grandma or whether it's having your own kids. So I I love how you, you centered yourself also among other women who reinforce that, you know, you can have that family. That's awesome. Absolutely. That's awesome, and I awesome. think, I, um, yeah, I think culturally, you know, uh, and also the time, you know, that 
my both sets of grandparents were were born. It was like uh, my ahorita, she worked right alongside my ahorito, like, and they worked in the fields, like, they were farm oh, workers, wow. and when they came from mm -hmm. Mexico, like, they would follow the crop, and, um, and she was right there, and at the same time, she was in the mornings making the tortillas and making everybody oh. handmade tortillas, and then um, making everybody wow. their lunches, and she she did it all, you know, mm -hmm. and but everything was about the family. Everything was, it wasn't, you know, oh, I'm gonna, now I'm gonna be an actress on Broadway and do that. It was like survival. Yeah. And it was a little yeah. bit more about that than it was, um, you know, my life, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, we have so much to be thankful for, you know, just in the, in the progress of, of women and what we're able to juggle and how the role of a woman has shifted you know obviously we're we're still making strides and still fighting for change but yeah. you know when I think about my grandmother as well and what she was I hate to like use the word limited by or something like that but just what she was able to accomplish was really as much as she could which was awesome and wonderful she was able to work she was able to you know do certain things but it was right. just a different time like you said you know there were there was was not as expansive of possibilities as, as we have in terms of career and that and that type of stuff so totally totally uh, so speaking of those women pillars in your life and how you think of them or thought of them when having children um are there any traditions or things that you had growing up that you repeat with your own children now that come from your mom or your grandma um, I think they come from my parents, you know, I think, uh, from my, well, from everybody, I, I think the encouragement of seeing something that mm. is, is special in my child and wanting to, um, and wanting to see it grow. So I try it all, you know, whatever she's yeah. into at the time I go, okay, well, let's take a class and let's see if that's something that you like. And it doesn't mean that that's what you gotta do forever. It just means like, yeah. let's, if you're gonna try something, let's make it the best it can be. And um, I think that I try to, yeah, I try to make her options limitless in some ways um, so that she has the best chance um, in whatever she does. So that's definitely something that I felt my parents did, that my grandmother did, mm -hmm. um, with all three of us. You know, my brother, it was like, oh, he's not into this and he's not into that. I, I was like very just driven. I want to sing, I want to uh, dance, I want to act. And you know, my mm -hmm. siblings, it, it took more time for them to find out what it is that they liked, you know? And um, my mm -hmm. parents never stopped trying. You know, so whatever sport or whatever thing my brother was into, it was like, okay, well, we're gonna take a class and and do that. And then um, it's like the simple things. I just, as much as I can, I wanna be there. My parents are always there. So Ooh, I wanna yeah. have, when I'm home, I wanna have dinners um, like we did. I, mm -hmm. I like walking my daughter to school every day um, and having oh, talks, cause that. that's what my parents did, you know? Um, my father mm -hmm. worked the night shift, so in the mornings, 
he was just getting home from work and he would uh, walk us to, but he made time for us, you know? So yeah. I try as hard as they can to make as much time um, for her as possible. I love that. So speaking of her, who who are you mother to and, and what do they call you? Do you have a name? Do they have a name for you or do they just call you mom or mommy or yes. mama? <laughs> no, my daughter Maribel, she calls me mama. Uh, but she is uh, the light of my life. She is, How old is she? She's 11. She, okay. uh, yeah, she came into our lives and changed everything for the better. You know, and um, I'm just so grateful for every day that I'm here and I spend with her. It's just uh, the best every time. Ooh, I know. It's such a journey, isn't it? My background is that my parents were divorced and I grew up saying, you know, I never want to get married. I never want to have kids. Right. And so for me, going through this both marriage and parenting journey, has been so transformative. It's just like everything is like so new and such, you know, there are lessons, but then there are also things that just like turn your mind upside down. You're just like, totally. I had no idea this feeling existed or that my heart could expand in this way. There are just so many things that come up where I'm like, I can't believe I was closed off to this, you know, for so much of my life because it's just been so, rewarding you know it's totally. like even when it's challenging it's still rewarding you know yeah and i think we're always learning and that's what nobody yeah. tells you is that it's a constant <laughs> it's constant yes. it's a constant thing of lessons and you know trying yes. to teach this little person to make it in this world you know yeah. um whatever that means it's the best uh, work that you'll ever have in your life you know and it's the hardest, the hardest job. Yeah. Mandy, as a child, how did you start performing and when did you know you just wanted to sing and dance all the time? Well, um, I started probably from birth. I don't know. My mom always said I came out just like, ah, and um, I don't doubt that. I started singing, um, you know, my, both of my parents worked full time and my brother and my sister and I were babysat a lot by my grandmother who loved to sing and loved musicals. Oh. Uh, she was not a professional by any stretch, uh, but I was really uh, the only grandchild that liked to sing back. So I liked to sing songs with her and she recognized something in me um, that was, was special, that she said was special. And then I got asked to start singing at family functions and, and things like that. And she was would always encourage me. And then my parents um, were very encouraging as well. But that's really how I got started was through uh, my grandmother's love for music. And then her uh, ability to try to, her ability to find things so that I could grow as an artist um, mm. in her very limited, you know, way, which was the paper. Yeah. Like she looked, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, so she looked through mm. uh, LA Weekly and all the papers to see what's happening, what can my granddaughter do? And they had this, um, a dinner theater down the street from her house called the Showboat Dinner mm -hmm. Theater. And we used to go and my brother and I are only a year apart. So anything I did, my brother kind of had to come along. And <laughs> that place he really liked because they had all you can eat pickles. And uh, you could eat pickles. <laughs> 
wrinkles and you could watch a show. I love that. Yes. I love, love, love that. And at one of the shows, uh, they did Man of La Mancha, and my grandmother went up to the woman that was starring as Aldonza, and she said, I have this granddaughter. She can sing. Like, do you give lessons? Like, this and that. And uh, she did. And so that became my first singing teacher. Um, but it was really my grandmother wow. who uh, saw something special in me and uh, encouraged it. So, yeah, oh, that's how I it started. Really, <laughs> I love that. I love it. And I, I connect with that because my grandmother was very and is still so supportive in my dreams. And yeah, it's just so I find it so um, encouraging to know that, you know, for for children, it doesn't have to be your parent. Like it can be anyone who's close to you and loves you, who sees that spark or, you know, sees something Absolutely. in you to encourage. And so even for kids who, you know, don't have their their biological parents or parent mm -hmm. in the household, like there's we all kind of as a village need to contribute and see these gifts and children to like you know, tell them to keep going. I love that. I love that story. Absolutely. For so many of my friends, it was uh, a teacher that really saw something in them and put them into classes and, yeah. and things like that. So I think that it was, uh, I think that it's wonderful and it's so important um, when you see something and you see a talent within somebody that's young to encourage it. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about ambition you know that's that's a, a a part of this show that i want to um i'm just hoping to give parents out there some tools or nuggets that that might inspire them or cause them to think of their their own drive or ambition in a different way but i'd love to go back and 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 talk about you before before your child um in your performing life and in your career and maybe even you know coming out of your youth and deciding that you wanted to to perform and do this full time how would you describe yourself like if you were looking back on that person on that mandy who was she and how did she go for you know for what she wanted and and strive for her dreams i think uh oh my goodness <laughs> i was very ambitious and very driven i didn't know exactly what it was like where the the end game is i still don't know you know i'm still <laughs> in my search but i know that i'm gonna try and you know there's been so many times i i think for me i'm not afraid um to fail yeah i i do it a lot <laughs> you know sometimes things Hello. work. yeah sometimes <laughs> things work and sometimes they don't and i just I don't know why, I just keep going. So I started to take lessons. I started to perform at uh, the dinner theater. I started to find, um, my grandmother found other outlets for me to perform in, but a lot of it was based on lessons. You know, singing lessons and working with different singing teachers and then um, at a young age, I started to work with one singing teacher in particular who introduced me to a musical director um, and we decided to put a show together when I was 15 um, and perform at, yeah, at 
this uh, at the Cinegrill at the Roosevelt Hotel in Los Angeles, and like my oh, grandma wow. came and all her friends <laughs> and and all that kind of stuff. But it showed me that like, oh, you don't have to wait for somebody to create something for you. You can create it for yourself. Mm. And so I think that that always stuck with me. And then you know, going to uh, school, I went to CalArts. And then I auditioned to be a backup singer for Bette Midler. Um, and my oh musical, my yeah, and my musical <laughs> director from that show uh, that was part of my life since I was 15, mm -hmm. he was the one that um, did all of the musical background vocal arrangements for Bette Midler. And he was the one that called me and said, she's looking for somebody new. You should go right. to the open call. And I was 19 years mm -hmm. old. And I went and I got the job and that started my life towards New York, you know, because yeah. we moved, I, I mean, we went to New York for like two weeks and we played all around um, the tri-state area and mm -hmm. uh, I loved it. And I was like, this is where I want to be. And I, I saved my money, you know, I left school. It was my first time home. <laughs> I, and did, I left school too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I left and school. I, I, it's, it's kind of like, especially for me, like I grew up with not a lot of money, but yeah. both of my parents were artists, and, you know, when you go to school and you're paying, you're paying for someone to teach you kind of how to perform or how to hone your, your talents. But then when you get a job that's like, oh, uh, I guess I can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know. Somebody's going to pay me. Exactly. I think that, you know, college is, you, people go to college for so many different reasons. And mm -hmm. I think for me, that financial burden on my parents just felt like too much. And yeah. I felt I was just ready to go and and make it in whatever way that was going to be. And so yeah. when I left Bette Midler, I had this pocket of money, which seemed like a lot at the time, but now I look back, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, she was wonderful to me, but it was just like, oh my God, like I, and I moved here and I moved to Brooklyn and uh, I moved with the boyfriend that I had made uh, at my year of college, who's now my husband. <laughs> and, um, and I wanted to, I wanted to do this. And then after, mm. you know, I, I did a lot of shows on Broadway and then and then after um, Wicked, I was really ready to have a child and to have a family. And I was like, I need to take a break. I need to take a minute and mm. and do that. And I'm so glad that I did and I and I had my time with her. And then all of a sudden I started to feel like after just about a year, I started to feel <laughs> like something was missing. And I mm. felt really bad about that because I had everything that I wanted, you know, mm. which was her and my family and my husband. And I, I felt guilty about wanting more, you know, mm. and I remember talking to my mom about it. And my mom's like, well, you have to work like we work. We Gonzalez is mm. we work and you got to put yourself out there again. And it was really um, her encouragement, my husband's encouragement, that I started to do that. But putting myself out there again as a new mom with not a lot of money um, was hard. You know, it wasn't like, it was really like um, not starting again because I had, 
you know, credits and things like that. But mm-hmm. it was again starting, um, starting over, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes having to bring my daughter to those auditions and you know, have a babysitter yeah. for the hour where she could sit there and then people, yeah. you know, they look at you differently. You know, I remember going yeah. on an audition and the director it seemed like, you know, they were really into me and really excited. And then he asked me how old my daughter was. And I said, oh, she's three months. And he just kind of gave this look like, oh. Oh, come and on. I know, but it was a different time, you know, 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I think at that moment I felt like, oh man, they're they're putting me in this other category. What does that mean? Yep. And so I decided at that moment, well, I have all these other tools. I'm gonna create my own thing. Again, you know, the thing that I learned when I was a kid is something that I'm gonna start to do now, which was very scary. And um, and I created a concert for myself. And I I set a date and I you know, I put the little money I had at the time and I hired a director and I put up a show at 54 Below and all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, I can do this. I can create this world for myself and provide for my family in a whole different way that I I never thought about before. You know, I'm not gonna wait for somebody to say, oh, your kid's old enough? Like, it's gonna be easy and, you know, like, what is that? Yeah. I'm gonna create my own path, you know? And so I started to do that. And so I think um, for for young people or people that are, you know, just having kids or starting over in some sort of way, I always tell them to look at the tools that you have and try things. You know, some things that I tried didn't work. And um, some concerts that I did, nobody came. <laughs> and it was hard. And uh, there were some, you know, towns that I had to go go to that were far. And I had to be away from my kid for the first time, um, which was hard. But I did it. Oof. And sometimes you have to try things in order to find your path. And my path yeah. doesn't have to be yours. It's just... Um, how mine has gone about. And I think uh, I think that that was the biggest lesson for me as an artist, is not to let others, or my perception of what other people thought, limit me. You know, I like, oh, I wanna write, I, I started writing more, and I started writing children's stories, and stories about my friends that I found interesting. And who knew uh-huh. that one day, I would have an opportunity to create a whole series for kids. Uh, kids that look like me, wow. kids that look like my friends, and kids that um, I would have wanted to see as a kid. And so I think not allowing um, things to limit you and not being afraid to fail has to be part mm. of your path too. You know, because I agree. I agree. it's just what it is. <laughs> it's like this, like starting yeah. a podcast. You know, I, I think when you told me about, but when you told me about it, it was like, yeah, you know, and who knows, who knows how, how far you can fly. Only, you it's, know, it's so true. only the universe knows that, you know, so that's so that's, true. And I think, a, I think a few things that you said resonated with me. <clears throat> um, 
we have so many parallels in terms of like something in our personality or DNA that just um, keeps the train chugging. I think when I think of ambition, I think of that part of not being afraid to fail, of wanting to take things into your own, into your control. <clears throat> So that, you know, at that pivotal point where you went on an audition and you had a male, a male person, you know, behind the table kind of try to tell you about yourself and your limitations, there was something deep in you that, that rejected that. You know, I, I, I'm assuming, and I know there's, there's an emotional reaction and it's like you, when you are, especially when you have a baby and you're a mother, your your feelings and emotions become so much like closer to the surface so it's hard to hear some things and go through some things and not feel so like and not just uh, for males like it it was from females too you know oh, and uh, yeah. and i think you know in society i mean it's changed so much just within these 10 years so much has changed and so much still uh we have so much further to go, but I think there's also that that um, allyship between women, mm. you know, lifting other women up. Um, maybe even though they're not on the same path as you, you know, mm. trying not to look at other people um, as being limited. I think that that's something um, that we're learning as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you feel like um, once you had your child that something in you cranked up in terms of proving people wrong or even proving to yourself what your capacity and what your potential was, you know, now that you had a child? Do you feel like it turned up a gear or do you do you remember maybe being in limbo for a while? How do you remember that time after you had a child and you you initially tried to return to performing I think it definitely turned up the gear because yeah. I had <laughs> I had this this per person that I loved more than anything um with me you know uh that first concert that I put together with my limited resources um she there's pictures of her you know, in her stroller Aww. at the sound check and things like that. Um, yeah. And I knew that I could do it. There was just something in me that said, I'm doing this for, for all of us, you yeah. know? And I think that that's been with me since I was a kid, you know, in seeing um, in my background and where I come from and, and seeing how hard my family worked, um, but also how um, they weren't able to um, to succeed in different things because of uh, different ways people looked at people at that time. And so mm -hmm. I always thought to myself, well, when I make it or when I, I do what I want to do, it's for all of us. You know? Oh, I love that. I feel the same way. Yeah, I love, love, and, love that. And I think, you know, being, and I, I've told this story before, but being a young person, and when I first started in Los Angeles, um, I think I was about 18 when I got an agent. 
and mm-hmm. she tried to get me to change my name because she said that my last Uh-oh. name was going to hinder my life and uh, not allow yes not allow me to play this part uh. and that part and back in the day like that's what people did you yeah, know there yeah. was sh- i have i have many an old headshot with you know blow-dried hair and all of these alterations to fit into whatever they thought I had to be to sell myself as a black woman it's like it was ridiculous so I can only imagine for you yeah yeah and I think that um you know it what was I gonna say that mother was just another thing you know that Mm. it was like that I have to I don't know if it's prove but it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I can do this too. And I'm this too. Yeah. And I can still do this. It was another thing that I had on me, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that I've always just been very aware of my surroundings, you know, as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from a mixed background, you know, I'm from my mother's side is Jewish. My father's side is Mexican. And I saw the differences I saw mm-hmm. how people looked at you know my father I see it to this day you know and so I think I've always had that um, I don't know if it's a chip or whatever but I've always had that thing of proving something yeah I'm gonna show you, you think I'm gonna you show know, you I'm gonna, I'm show, gonna you. show you <laughs> and I think um, feeling those those how other people looked at me as being a mother in this business or having, you know, manager tell me like, oh, please don't tell me you're pregnant or please don't have a baby or these kind of things. It's like, I had so many people tell me that it was going to stop my dream. But my dream just expanded into, and it continues to do that, into different things. And I think that um, I learned that from a very young age of, the fight you know Mm -hmm. in my way of like you think I'm I can't well watch this oh I love that the fight the fight and I think the juggle is so much about that fight it's if if we were to succumb to all of the stressors and things that happen in our daily lives our weekly lives we would just be laid out on the floor. I mean, there's so many things that come up and just give us those challenges that really cause us to look deep and say, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. I really don't want to deal with this right now, or I don't know how to deal with this, or my daughter is really fighting me on the, and, and you dig deep and you find those, that fight of just like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to try my best. I'm, I'm going to push through and you end up being able to do all these things simultaneously. Totally. And it's, it's a fight. It's a fight. Like you said, I, we, we are running, we are running out of time a little bit, but I did want to, um, to shift to, to your books, of course, because, um, I really connect with your journey. Oh, hold on. And, One second. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yes. I'm like, Wait, yes. I'll hold them up. This is funny too. I'll be like, people can see these books. Ah, <laughs> it takes a minute. <laughs> I I know because I sell books. Yeah. That so much goes into having that first idea 
to actually getting it published and getting it out into the world. And to do that while also performing and raising a child and being a wife and all of the commitments of life, it's a real, I, kudos to you because it's a Thank real you. accomplishment to, to have the, even have the mental space to have those things coexist. Do you have any, did you have any tactics or any um, daily rituals or things that you used while, while you write or while you were writing to really help you juggle all of the, the schedule and the things that you were doing simultaneously? Absolutely. I think that um, it was carving out time, whether it was, you know, having to get up an hour earlier before my daughter got up or an hour and a half earlier. That was always like a better time for me to, um, to create because I just, that was like my time. So it is like carving that time out for yourself uh, during the day, you know, I think is, as parents are you are you a person who who committed to writing a certain time every day I'm gonna write no matter what every single day you know were you that type of person or did it really have to come from your creativity and ideas and and when you felt like it oh I think that I'm a very um I'm somebody who needs routine and that's <laughs> something that I know about myself so um I think being a parent only helps you with that um, for me, at least, because I know routine. I know, like, okay, my daughter, I have to make lunch at this time. I have to get her to school at this time. And then she comes home and then she has her after school activities. And, you know, I have to get it all done. And, like I said, I, I think I learned it from my mom <laughs> because she was like the master of lists. Like, even wow. to this day, uh, she'll come over to my house and, um, She'll be like, oh, you don't have enough notepads. And then she'll go to the store and buy me more notepads for every single room in my house so that I can make, continue I to make lists. I love that. And I don't I know if that. that's a great thing, if it makes me like um, obsessive, you know, or whatever, but I'm definitely somebody who does well with routine. And I think that's the only way that I was able to accomplish, uh, mm. accomplish these things when mm -hmm. I did. And uh, I know we're almost done, but uh, you know, when I finished my first book uh, is when I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. And then, um, and then I didn't I, know that. Yes. How did I not know that? Oh yes. my goodness. So, so and, later on, yeah, uh, a and health then crisis. And then the pandemic happened. And that was a time for me to kind of go, oh, I, I have all these lists and that, that I continue to check off, but I haven't made mm -hmm. any time for, for myself, you know? And mm -hmm. so having gone through this health crisis and the pandemic, I'm sure we all have those things that happen to us to make us go, oh, I need to step back and breathe mm -hmm. a little bit. So I think mm -hmm. I'm, in, I'm in that mode now. Um, so for my second book, which was all during um, the pandemic and, and things like that, I was able to just take a little bit more time and be less about the list and more about mm -hmm. um, intention, I guess, of yeah. what I needed. But um, like I said, it is a constant 
learning this life of ours that we are so blessed to live and um, mm -hmm. the juggle is real you know and it comes in all different shapes and when we're not yeah. um, expecting oh now you got to juggle this too like but you can do it and you just put one foot in front of the other and you just keep oh going and I have my third book coming out in, in <clears throat> April and it doesn't mean so it doesn't mean it's over. Like I have other things that yeah, I'm no. doing, you know? I love that. And so for, for those of you watching and listening, we'll have Mandy's book um, in the kiddo store and on the kiddo website. We're gonna make sure that, that they're available, especially for the debut of the podcast. Um, I feel like we need a part two for this. Like I feel like now <laughs> I, I have so many, other questions and and it's been such well, a pleasure will. talking We're to you friends guys. and and i'm so honored to I be on this journey um and to see I just feel this journey blossom which is so exciting oh i thank you i thank you so much i i do feel like um there is such a <clears throat> a bond between mothers and then when you when you hone in on, you know, mothers who are creative and mothers who are ambitious. And we, we have so many common threads that I think if we got to talking, we would just be talking until the nighttime. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> because we encourage, each, we encourage each other. And that's important yeah. because we feel all the same, all the same feelings you feel, we feel too. And, and I, I feel that with you and I've, I follow you on your Instagram and I'm just so, um, I can't wait to get to Chicago. <laughs> I, and listen, and when I come back to New York, I'm going to hit you up. I, I, for our listeners out there, we were connected by a, a mutual friend, Shanika, who's in yes. Hamilton, um, in the ensemble and who's also a mother and she's doing her own podcast as well, she which is. I'm so she proud is. of. Yes, I love her. She's um, wonderful. But thank you so much for joining me. Um, this is The Juggle. We are hoping that by listening that you find some inspiration for, for chugging along, that you continue to um, reach for your dreams and continue to be ambitious despite the daily challenges because when we are, I think the payoff is great. So thank you, Mandy, for, for joining me on The Juggle. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> I'm Kiwa Nurullah, and this is The Juggle. I'll see you next time.